Your chicken and Brad and weather reporter are not on your team. Their entire life is about getting in your way. Their entire life is about you not having what you want. Their job is to mess you up and they are not going away. They are your board members. They are yours. You should meet them and have fun with them because they talk constantly. Welcome to Difficult Conversations, lessons I learned as an ICU physician with Dr. Anthony Orsini. Dr. Orsini is a practicing physician and president and CEO of the Orsini Way. As a frequent keynote speaker and author, Dr. Orsini has been training healthcare professionals and business leaders how to navigate through the most difficult dialogues. Each week, you will hear inspiring interviews with experts in their field who tell their story and provide practical advice on how to effectively communicate. Whether you are a doctor faced with giving a patient bad news, a business leader who wants to get the most out of his or her team members, or someone who just wants to learn to communicate better, this is the podcast for you. Well, welcome to another episode of Difficult Conversations, Lessons I Learned as an ICU Physician. This is Dr. Anthony Orsini, and I'll be your host again today. Today, you're in for a special treat. I am very excited to have as my guest, Beth Weisenberger. Beth is the co-founder and president of the Handel Group. The Handel Group is a renowned corporate consulting and life coaching company dedicated to teaching people how to realize their personal and professional visions. Their straightforward and innovative method has changed the lives of thousands of private and corporate clients and has been taught in over 50 educational programs and institutes of learning, including MIT and Stanford Graduate School of Business. Beth has developed the Handel Group into a multi-platformed company comprised of a corporate, private coaching, education, sports, and product divisions. The Handel Group not only offers live coaching, but a digital platform, InterU, for professional athletes, individuals, and students. With her 20 years of experience coaching thousands of the most senior executives, Beth is not only a masterful coach, but also leads corporate seminars in her signature mince no word style on a variety of topics that are fused with energy, transparency, and inspiring personal stories. Beth, thanks for uh, being here today. Oh, thank you. What a complete pleasure. Absolutely. I'm really looking forward to this. You and I have met, I guess, about a month ago. We met through Claude Silver of VaynerMedia and spoke to you for about five minutes. We had instant rapport. I knew this was going to be an awesome interview, so I immediately booked you, and I know you're busy, so thanks again for being here. Absolutely. My pleasure. So I really want to get into your coaching and your method. I just find it so fascinating. I've done my homework, but I want my audience to hear about it. So let's just start off slowly by just telling us about the Handel Group, what you do, and how it started. Sure. 16 years ago, my youngest sister and I, so there's four children in the Handel family. We named the company after my dad. He's our lawyer, but has been for 16 years, and you know we paid him nothing, but we gave him the name of the company. <laughs> so 16 years ago, my youngest sister, Lauren, and I decided we were both coaches, and she is a genius who invented our Handel method. And then I'm a builder. And we said, all right, why don't we do this? You're a genius. Let me build you and let's give it a shot. We gave it a year because we, at the time, 16 years ago, executive life coaching was not like a thing. You know, the first comment was, are you a doctor? Are you a therapist? And we're like, no, we're coaches. But we hit it out of the park. And now 16 years later, we're the largest executive life coaching company. And we have about 70 people who work for us. 
and we have a ball. So that is how it started. Lauren is my boss, even though she's 11 years younger. She really is that genius. She is the chairman. She's now working in Handel Group, inventing two new divisions, two new pieces of work, and I'm running the company. But that girl is still my boss. And Lauren wrote a book recently, which I read. It's an awesome book. Yes. So my other sister, Marnie Near, is an executive at Handel Group. She is our chief content officer and our writer. And so she and Lauren wrote the book, Maybe It's You. I love that topic. And and I read it. It's an easy read and we will reference it on the show notes. So that's great. Now, one of the things I do a lot of coaching, as you know, I do a lot of seminars myself, all in the healthcare area, although we're doing some more business in HR. One of the things that I think really helps me when I teach physicians is that I speak from experience. And I've seen some of your seminars. I've seen you on the internet. You tell some great stories about yourself, but this is not stuff that you can't relate to because when Lauren contacted you, you were at a point in your life also, right? That made you want to change? Yeah. I actually called Lauren. So Lauren, remember, is 11 years younger. So I was out of the house when she was growing up. And so I'm now living in Laguna Beach. I'm married to my second husband. So you can hear, yes, jerky, genius in business, jerky in love. Um, And that's (laughs) the story. It took me two divorces. And I lived with the third man who then cheated on me. So it took all of that till I was 59 years old to finally get love. Both sisters had to coach me. I'm 61 now and madly in love with the final man. Amen. But yes, so I called her because at the time I was married and I was in a job where I was the head of sales of a management consulting firm had just had the best year they'd ever had in 18 years. And this was my second year there. I was bored out of my mind, was not, it wasn't turning me on. I didn't love living in, sorry for those of you who are in California, I didn't love Laguna Beach. I'm a New Yorker and Max, our daughter, who's now 19, was about two. And I'm like, oh, Lauren, help. And I had never called her as like a coach, right? Because, you know, I was the coach. And in two 20-minute conversations, she literally altered my life. And that's when I got, who are you? How much do you charge? My boss charges 600 and is even close to who you are. (laughs) Charging $100. And I was like, okay. And so I left New York. She had gotten me a job. That didn't turn out. I turned her and said, let's go. And that's, it started 16 years ago, August of 2004. And it just gets better and better and better. Let's get into the Handel method. But one of the things I wanted to ask you first is, you know, the premise of this whole podcast is that how we communicate effectively and with compassion, that if we can learn to do that, it will not only help us in medicine and business, but also in our personal lives. And What I found throughout the years is that it's the same communication techniques that I use for telling someone, sadly, that their baby died is the same communication techniques that can help someone else in business, but also help us in our lives. And so there's so much overlap. And one of the great things about doing this podcast is that one week I have business, one week I have healthcare, and you see the overlap. It's just people are saying the same thing, building trust, building loyalty. I noticed that the Handel Group does a lot of different areas. So you do corporate, you do individual, you do athletes. Is there a common thread that that works? And is there a special kind of approach that you have to take with each person? The Handel method is the method no matter what. So whether you know, you're a chicken, whether you're an NFL player, or you're a CEO, you're a brat, whether you're a student or whether you're a mother staying home with your kids. 
So our method of chicken brat weather reporter, for instance, which I'm sure we'll get into, or how to have a hard conversation, it's the same method, whether I'm teaching a student at Stanford or NYU or Fordham, or you're listening to inner you student or inner you love, the method is the method. And as a coach, all of our coaches have to be responsible for, okay, in fact, we just got off a recording with Nolan Carroll, who played for the NFL. His last team was the Dallas Cowboys for eight years. And I coached him and he has built himself what I like to call into who he is now and his empire and created himself and took him from hell because they retired him and took him there. But knowing as an NFL player, there's things you have to know about that that are different than if I'm speaking with, you know, the CMO of a public company, right? But I'll use the method but just frame it for the athlete or the student or the CEO. Hard conversations are hard conversations, whether I'm about to have a hard conversation with my boss or I'm about to have one with my you know, boyfriend. Yeah, and that's exactly right. And it's amazing that once you learn how to have those hard conversations, it really doesn't matter. Right. But do you approach them differently? I find that when I'm coaching physicians, and I can say it because I'm a physician, that you know sometimes we have egos. And uh, if you're coaching CEOs, they have egos. Now you have a different coaching method. You're very no nonsense, but you still probably need to approach that differently. I would imagine, correct? When you're doing an athlete or a CEO. Listen, there's the me being accountable for who I'm sitting in front of, whether a Zoom session or back before the pandemic with them, right? So there's and there's industries that are different. So one of our large clients that we're on hold with right now. We have a joint venture with Live Nation. That's the music industry. The music industry is different than the insurance industry, right? So there's industries, there's humans, there's, you know, your age and where you're at in your, you know, development as a human. So everything has to be taken into account. But I'm going to still call you a chicken brat or weather reporter with you're in your way of your own dream. Your dream at this time in your life, doctor, is probably different than if I'm speaking to obviously a 30-year-old and their dream. But your dream is just as important to you as the 30-year-old. And then what's in your way could be any one of the 10 things that are in an NFL player's way. Correct. All right. I get it. To teach someone to human better, which is, you know, we call it a verb, to human better, our method is the same. We just are responsible for who we're speaking with. Yeah, and things interlace so well. The audience right now is going, what's a chicken and what's a brat? I know because I know you, so we're going to get to that. But before I have one more question, you talk about being the author of your life because I think that leads into chicken and brat very nicely. What do you mean by that? Because I I think it's really impactful. For sure. When you take a look at your life, any area of your life where you are happy, you are proud, and you're effective, You could say you're being the author, you're in charge. You have the pen in your hand or the iPad. You're saying, here's what I want. Here's how it's going to go. And you author that result. So when you're an author, how you know you're an author in the area of your body or your health or your marriage or your children, how you know you're an author, you're happy, you're proud, and you're effective. If you are not happy with your body, you are not being an author. If you are not happy with where you are in your career, you are not being an author. So there are areas of your life where you're absolutely being an author. We don't touch those because you're living inside of your dream, what you want, you know what you want, and you're out to get it. And no matter what 
the universe gives you, you're going to figure out a way to stay the author and make it happen. That we identify because then it's so funny because then I go, all right, Tony, you're an author here. Why aren't you being an author over here? Right? So it's, it becomes real evident, like, okay, you're in charge here. Mm, You're not here. Who's really running the show here? Because author means you're running the show. And I think one of the most difficult conversations we all have is with ourselves. And that's basically what you do. You facilitate the conversations that we have with ourselves, correct? Yes. I mean, that's really what it's all about. It's really who you have to speak to. You know, Nolan was recording and he was speaking about his NFL coaches. And he's like, they always say, get out of your way, get out of your way. And he said, for years, I was like, I am out of my way. What are they talking about? But when he started to get coached by me, he got that what was in his way was himself in his own head trip. And that's where we lead into the chicken and the brat. So tell us about that. What I really liked about learning about what you do at the Handel Method is that you simplify things so much that you're exactly right. You get out of your own way. I did it myself. I did the chicken and the brat myself. And it makes you think clearly. It really does. Tell us more about the chicken and the brat. So let me give a little context and then I'll back into it. So mm-hmm. The question becomes, what's the source of results? And most people will answer that the source of any result you have in your life or don't have is because you're either taking the actions or you're not. You're taking the right actions. You're being effective with your actions. It's all action-based. So if you say, okay, what's the source of results? You're going to go, oh, I'm in action. And people really do think it's action. But if you're dealing with an area where let's just say in COVID, you gain 15 pounds, right? Because many people have, you know, you're sitting at home Mm -hmm. all day and you've gained the 15. You will then say, so if I go, all right, stop it. Stop eating those French fries. Stop snacking all day. You'll be like, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. That will not stop you from eating just because you know to stop. So actions are not the source of results. The source of all your results is your inner dialogue, your thoughts. And you might have just said to yourself, what inner dialogue? Yeah, that voice that just said that, that's (laughs) your inner dialogue. And Dr. David Hawkins years ago did a study of human beings' inner dialogue. And what he discovered is that 80% of a human being's inner dialogue is negative. Not surprising at all. 80% of your thoughts are negative, which gives you your actions and gives you your results. And then wait, one more statistic, 95%. Of the 80% that's negative is the same crap you thought the day before. (laughs) So when I look in the mirror, I'm like, oh God, I'm falling down. Do you think I have a different thought tomorrow? I'll look in the mirror tomorrow and go, oh, it's falling, right? So it's the same crap, 80% negative. So what we do at Handel is you having that information will do nothing. So now we break it down to, All right, let me introduce you to the 80% negative that talks to you constantly. And we broke it down to three inner dialogues, three voices. One is the chicken voice. And the chicken voice, and we'll hear yours in a moment, your chicken voice is the avoider. Like you avoid anything hard, confrontational. You don't want to hurt their feelings. You're a nice guy. Oh my God, you want to put it off. That's a harder phone call. I don't want to deal with them for 20 minutes. I don't have the time to listen to their crap. So you avoid. And so a chicken might say to you, ooh, I should talk to Tony today about that thing that happened. Mm, You know, it's his podcast today. He's really busy. He doesn't have time for me. 
you know, Fridays are usually good because it's the weekend and he'll be happy. So I'll wait till Friday to tell him. And you'll think that's the greatest business strategy. And I'll <laughs> laugh at you and go, no, no, you're a chicken. So Tony, why don't you tell them you're chicken that you identify? With? I was afraid you were going to ask me this. <laughs> so, this. Yeah. I knew I wasn't going to get out of this. I think yeah. I even heard you ask Gary Vaynerchuk what his cavity was. <laughs> I think that my chicken is an inability to step back to move forward to where I want to be. I think that's probably the best way that I can answer it, that I have so many projects going on that what I really need to do is stop doing them all or some of them. I don't want to say I'm being a physician at 90%, but other things that I want to do with my life, I'm doing at 80% because I don't want to step back. I think that's my chicken. So your chicken is avoiding taking certain actions on things that your higher self keeps telling you to do? Yeah, my chicken is to to not step back. Which step back from what? What's the chicken say? So I have so many different projects, right? I'm a full-time physician, but eventually I want to teach more. I love teaching and doing my workshops and doing my communication and doing these learning modules. I would need to step back from being a physician a little bit, but that would hurt me because I like doing that. But also financially, that would hurt me temporarily too. So I think that's my chicken. It's you know time to as they say, poop or get off the pot sometimes, you know, in Brooklyn words. So yeah, you're being chicken about, oh no, the money, oh this, rather than create something that could actually make you money doing something else you love to do. Yes. Absolutely. Be a chicken. All right. So that's one voice, everyone. The other voice that makes up the 80% is the brat, the brat, the defiant voice. It's like my 19 year old daughter. And I know those of you who have teens, for sure, you know, the brat voice, but the funny part is, is, oh, you're a brat too. So the breath, the defiant voice goes like this. I don't want to. You can't make me. You're not the boss of me. Leave me alone. Drop that. Get away from me. Go away. So the brat is like the one in the morning where you're supposed to get up. You have the alarm set. You had said to your wife the night before, honey, I'm going to get up and meditate. So when my eyes are closed, no, I'm meditating for 20 minutes. You wake up the next morning to go meditate and your voice goes, nah, go back to sleep. And you like go, thank you, God, like God just talked to you, and you go back to sleep. That would be the brat just ran your life. So do you have a brat one, Tony, to tell people? I think my brat one is that I am so busy at work and doing so many different projects that I keep saying to myself, you know, you're having trouble sleeping, you know, you're not exercising, and you quit golf totally because you took on too much. And then I go, well... But I really can't help that because I got all this to do and someday. Yeah. So I think that'd be my brat. Yeah. You've got your brat and a bit of weather reporter in there, which I'm going to explain. So, so far, everyone, you've got your chicken. So you want to identify your chicken. So, and then if you identify your chicken, it's really your higher self that just identified your lower self. That's a good thing because the moment your higher self met your lower self, we can now do something about it rather than you walk around in life thinking that your chicken is real. So the last one, so we've got the chicken, we've got the brat. And the third one is the subtlest of the three, but just as deadly. It's called the weather reporter. So what's a weather reporter? So I'm sitting in New York City. Let me look up the weather. It is sunny and 70 degrees. There's nothing I can do about that. Those are the facts. Sunny, yep, 70 degrees. So now when you're being a weather reporter in your life, you swear the excuse, the reason and justification to how come you can't do something is as real as it's 70 degrees and sunny. So you might say to me, Beth, I don't have time to do what I want. I don't have time to work out. I don't have time to meditate. And you think I don't have time 
is as real as 70 degrees and sunny. Like it's not malleable. It's a fact. I love that. So weather reporting is all the excuses, justifications, and reasons you use to not be accountable for something. I love that. You blame it on the reasons, like you're a victim. And you can hear the difference between the author who's in charge and then the weather reporter who's like, oh, no, I don't have time, COVID. You know, I can't have any fun in my life till COVID's over. That's a weather report. Mm -hmm. So then the question becomes, all right, so you've now identified them. So we then don't leave people in their chicken brat or weather reporter. So with your chicken, Tony, about like, oh, I have so many things and so many projects. And I don't know what you want, all that. Right. You need three things, everyone. Before I give you the three things, let me say this. Your chicken and brat and weather reporter are not on your team. Their entire life is about getting in your way. Their entire life is about you not having what you want. Their job is to mess you up and they are not going away. They are your board members. They are yours. You should meet them and have fun with them because they talk constantly. You know, one of mine is when I have to do something scary, it reminds me that I had ADHD and I had to take fifth grade again. So it says something like, Beth, don't forget you're an idiot. Beth, don't forget you're stupid. Beth, don't forget. Right. Like it'll say that like in the middle of wherever I'm like, really? Thank you. So you have to be able to hear it so you can tell it to shush up. Right. And back off. It's not you. It's not God. It is not you. Not you. That has nothing to do with your higher self, but your higher self must hear it. So we're now clear the chicken brat weather reporter not on your team. So then the question becomes, how do you move? from being the chicken brat weather reporter to being an author. Because remember, wherever you're an author, you're happy, proud, and effective. Wherever you're a chicken brat and weather reporter, you're not living true to your dreams and what you want in life. So there's three things you need. And it's like Tony said, this is simple. This is not hard. There's three things. You do these three things and you will alter every chicken brat and weather reporter. So the three things you need is, I'll say them and then explain them. You need a specific measurable promise. You need a consequence and you need someone to hold you to account. So let's start backwards. The person to hold you to account has to be someone who doesn't take your crap. So like if you don't keep the promise and you go, honey, come on. Like with my love of my life, Steve, right? If I break a promise, I'm like, honey. And he's like, ah, it's okay. (laughs) That is not who I ever have hold me to account for my promise. All I do is Just text my sister my new promise or consequence, and that's the end, because I ain't messing with her. So you need someone who doesn't do the double or nothing crap, okay? All right, so then specific measurable promise. Why it must be measurable is because your brat will find loopholes. I'll share one with you. So I had another NFL player who came up with his promise, and his consequence was he says, Beth, I love my wine. If you take my wine away from me, that'll kill me. And I'm like, perfect. So we made the promise. And if he broke it, there'd be no wine. All right. Well, he gets in his next session with me and he's giggling. And he, you know, I know him. And I'm like, what are you giggling about? He goes, you didn't tell me I couldn't have vodka. (laughs) That's true. Well, you didn't tell me you like vodka. (laughs) Right. So you will find a loophole. So it's got to, your promise has got to be specific and measurable. Cannot just be, I will work out. (laughs) Because you'll sit at your desk and lift your arms 10 times and go, I worked out. Right. So specific, measurable. 
Okay, so like with Tony, you would need a specific measurable promise with regards to, you know, when are you starting a project, Mm -hmm. right? You would need that. All right, so then now the most important part, so you've got the promise, you've got someone holding you to count, is the consequence. The consequence is the way in which you manipulate the chicken bread and weather reporter from not running the show because they need a manipulation because they're good and they've been running your life for some of you for 40 plus <laughs> years, right? So it needs something. So a consequence is going to feel like a punishment, but it's you're the one that's inventing it, right? So you're the judge, you're the criminal, you're inventing your own. So it's got to be something that if you don't keep the promise, you have to pay that would so annoy the crap out of you that it forces you to keep the promise because over your dead body, are you paying for that? So I'll give you an example and I'll give you some of mine. So one example, I have a client who at the time was 61 years old, billionaire, owned a company, very successful, except the one area, there were a few, but one of the areas that sucked in his life is he never worked out. And his doctors were furious with him. Like you're going to die. Like he was overweight. His heart wasn't good. Now watch, he had three homes. He had gyms in each home and he had a trainer in each home. (laughs) He would just pay them to do nothing. All right. Well, you get the brat. You hear the brat? Mm -hmm. And so his promise, which worked, was for every workout he did not do. And all he had to do was three a week with a specific measurable. Three a week. For any one he missed, he had to pay Trump $10,000. Wow. And this was years ago when Trump was first running, right? Ask me how that man's health is. Fabulous, great, lost the weight, works out. He never had to pay Trump the $10,000. Now, that's obviously being a billionaire. So then what do you do inside of not, right? So money, $10 bills out your car window, throw them to the street, not to the homeless, not to make you feel better, drop it. That would be annoying. You know, any one of your vices, like my sister, one of my sisters loves her TV shows. And so if she breaks a promise, whatever current TV show she's in, she loses the next episode and never gets to watch it. Right. Take your liquor away. Take your weed away. You're coming up with something, your golf, anything that would annoy you. That's what you got to do. And then you have to have someone to hold you to count. And I promise you, if you do that today, you will alter your life in that area. Done. Love that. Now you got to find somebody in your life who's willing to be tough. I got a beautiful, very sweet wife. She's not going to be my. <laughs> no, you pick one of your nurses who would like to be tough with you. You pick another doctor who would enjoy the giddiness of taking your money, right? Like, yeah. got to find someone who will do it. With Sounds you. like a college roommate who's very quick to tell me I'm flawed in every way. So that's. <laughs> That's what guys do to each other. So that sounds great. That might be good. Yes. So that's fantastic. But, you know, for that person who's listening right now, they're going, oh, my God, this speaks to me, Beth, and I need to do this right away. This is where the inner you comes to? Like, how did they say I need help, Beth? Yeah. So one of the things that we have, so about two years ago when we were in, remember, I'm the president of the corporate division. So we go into corporations and we're expensive. So you know, you get the top, let's call it like the 50 people, right? Who are going to get the one-on-one coaching, get the workshops, you know, the top C-suite. So then the question became, what are you doing for my other 300 people, my other 500 people? How come, you know, I don't want to spend that kind of money on them. And so that's when we went, "Mm, we should have an online coaching program. We could do that. We could charge, we could give it out in bulk. 
And so that's where we invented. We have inner you student where students do that. We have inner you love to handle your love life. We have inner you life for your whole life. And we have inner you career that's for inside of, we sell them in bulk inside of corporations or individual. My sister does the principal, Chicken Brat Weather Reporter. Has someone give an example, whether one of our clients or one of our coaches gives you the homework, gives you answers, questions, the most common questions, and you've got 12 modules that'll take you about six months, which is a coaching program, to do it on your own, in your home. You get one free coaching session that you get one private coaching call that comes with it. And then you have access to any one of our master classes and you have that. It's a lifetime subscription. So it's really bringing that corporate service that you give to the individual who said, I need help and yeah. I don't have that much money. And it can't be that bad because you're, you're offering it to students. And Fordham just dropped it to, I think, 100 students. Yes. So colleges are now going to start doing that. It just makes a difference, right? For you to, what I mean, hi, we're in the middle of COVID. You're working from home. And this is to take care of you. And if you do, there's two ways to do it because it's a beast. You can just listen to it. Don't do any of the homework, just listen to it and it will change your life. If you do the homework, which is a beast because it's about 30 minutes of listening and then it could be, you know, an hour and a half of homework plus, right? If you do the homework, your life will be radically different in six months, like altered, life altered. That's fantastic. And then those of you listening, we have a coupon so you can get interview career that's usually $650. You can get it for half off. Use difficult conversations. If you go onto our website, you'll see interview career, put in difficult conversations, you'll get it for half off. Fantastic. See, it does pay to listen to this podcast. <laughs> so that's amazing that you're able to do this. You're, I can tell, you know, I see your face. The audience doesn't see your face. You love this stuff. You breathe it. This is, this is fun for you. And people say that about me. I just, you know, I heard you interview what I think you asked Gary Vaynerchuk what his cavity was. And he said, I wanted to avoid conflict. I think it was what his was. Yeah. And then I thought to myself, boy, how different people are, because I would say that's one of my strong points, because that's what I teach. I teach how to go through conflict resolution. And so everybody's different, but everybody, there's no one in the world that doesn't have a chicken and a brat. Like I'm more bratty than I am chicken. Some people are more chicken than they are bratty. So you'll find where you land in it. But we all have what sucks about us, right? We mm -hmm. all have our dark side. We all have our bad traits. We all have what doesn't work about us. And one of my favorite things that I have people do is to ask two questions to your spouses and partners, to your children. And I did this with my daughter when Max was six and a half years old. The two questions are, what sucks about me? <laughs> and when I do that, how does it make you feel? So I'll never forget you know, I know what sucks about me. When Armin and I got divorced and we had a lovely divorce, we're dear friends. This is my daughter's daddy. I knew when he left, he was the fun one. I was, I am not fun back then. So this is now years. It's hard to believe now. I know this is, wait, we got divorced. So this is like eight plus years ago, almost 10 years ago. And Max was nine years old. And I sit with her and I'm like, Maxie, is mommy any fun? I knew the answer. He was like, mommy, you're not fun. And she laughed and I laughed. Now, if that's all the conversation was, I would have done nothing about it. Watch. I then said, Maxie, how does that make you feel? 
when mommy's not any fun. And she burst out hysterical crying. Sorry. And when she could breathe again, she said that you never want to play with me. That struck my heart like a sword through my heart. And that was the end. I made a promise and a consequence. I kept the promise. I didn't ever have to pay the consequence. And I altered my funness for my daughter because I was not going down having her think that I didn't want to play with her. My God, that's a great example. Right? So it, it, it behooves all of us, the people that work for you, your loved ones, your children, your spouse. I know you're not going to want to, but go ask them. Listen, we have three more months left in the year. I want to be a better leader, a better mother, a better wife, a better girlfriend, whatever it is. And I want to know from you what sucks about me. And you're not in trouble. I won't defend. I won't answer. I'll just write it down. What sucks? And when you tell me what sucks, tell me how it makes you feel that I do that. That's the most important thing is how it makes them feel because they make stuff up. You have no idea. And then after they tell you, make a promise and a consequence. Cut it out. Right. Because you're not proud of that behavior. You don't want to be that human. You think I really want to be mean to the love of my life? No. Oh, my God. But from time to time, I have that bad trade. I get hurt. (laughs) I'll go like that. And then in a matter of five minutes or less, it's like, oh, my God, I was just a bitch. No, let's not. You know, and I fix it because that's not who I want to be. That's not who any of us want to be. But we all have our bad traits. And so we teach you how to human better. Fantastic. And, you know, this podcast is about learning how to navigate through those difficult conversations in your life. And you certainly inspired us to be better people. That's my first promise to the audience. And boy, we learned how to navigate those difficult conversations with ourselves and with each other. And I think one of the most important things is ourselves. We need to have more of those conversations and stop avoiding them. So I must say, I was worried that you would be asking me. I didn't expect to be revealing stuff about myself. So now my audience knows about my chicken. Uh, Hopefully, uh, uh, we'll see what happens about that. I think it was really very informative. I love this episode. And I think the Handel Group is doing amazing things. You're just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I'm just so happy to get to know you and so honored that you were on this podcast. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And everyone, just go on our website. If you don't want to buy anything, just get the newsletter. We, our blogs are hysterical because we just keep telling on ourselves, right? To make it easier for you to own your dark side. So that's the handelgroup.com, right? Handel Group, H-A-N-D-E-L. It's our maiden name, handelgroup.com. Go enjoy. There's some fun stuff on there. Um, and we would love to have you, you know, join our newsletter. That's fantastic. And so contact Beth. We'll put this all in the show notes. If you enjoyed this podcast, please go ahead and hit subscribe. It's available on every platform. Um, and if you want to reach me, it's Dr. Orsini at the OrsiniWay.com. That's D-R Orsini at the OrsiniWay.com. And we'll put that all in the show notes. So thanks again so much. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you, everybody, for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please hit the subscribe button and leave a comment and review. To contact Dr. Orsini and his team or to suggest guests for future podcasts, visit us at theorsiniway.com.